Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. It is really good to be back with you this week. We have been out of pocket for a couple of weeks due to something that happened. I think it's called Passion for Christ Summit. <laughs> yeah, every year about this time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we always have learned, well, I guess I should say we have learned over the last few years that it's just good to take a break so that we don't over uh, Things kind of crammed up about that time. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And we are on the road to recovery, but really good to be back with you and to uh, wrap up our discussion on roles um, in regards to everything we've talked about really since spring almost. Well, since we ended the whole thinking series and moved into the role. So I'd say more like summer to fall. And, and, the, and the road to working through these roles over the spring slash summer to fall has really been enjoyable. I, I, I've enjoyed working through these both from a, a biblical concept and a personal and practical uh, viewpoint, as many of our listeners will already know. Um, if you've been staying on top of each episode over the weeks, you've seen that we brought in guests to illustrate the importance and necessity both personally and practically uh, through their testimony and even their personal biblical conviction. Um, I really enjoyed hearing from people who take their roles seriously. Right. Yeah. No, that's – I think that's that's really the, the key is they take it seriously. They don't – it's not flippant. You know, right. it's it's it means something. What the scripture has to say then translates to how they live. Yep. And I often yeah. think about this passage when you know looking at a mirror, and you go away and forget how you look. Yeah. But these people have chosen to continually look in the mirror right. and remind themselves and to apply um, these biblical roles. Yeah, I think life. as we walk through some of the things we see today, we, we'll see how those people um, sort of illustrate what we'll talk about today, too. Yeah, absolutely. And all we're going to do today is, is literally just wrap things up. Uh, right. We're moving into the Thanksgiving season which is and holiday season, which is hard to believe. I, I just, it just right. blows my mind. I know we say this every year, but it still it just seems to go faster every year. The year, year shortens every year. <laughs> um, but we're looking forward to doing a, a, a special on Thanksgiving, so stay tuned for that. And then we'll move into our regular um, build up to Christmas, and we do our Christmas specials before those. So just kind of giving a little bit of a breakdown on what's coming next. We'll be working on those and releasing those over the holiday season. And I think you'll enjoy what we've been preparing. We're still preparing, maybe is a better way to put it. Right. Um, what we're going to have in process. Yes. And um, But kind of doing a, a review, maybe just go back and kind of talk about what we talked about at the beginning before we went into the interview of the guests, so yeah, people on the can front end. get a picture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We talked about how our roles are created, defined, and assigned by God, so they're God-given, and how they are required. So these roles that we talked about are, are not optional things. They're sanctified, set apart for God's purposes, and glorified, that, that God has um, exalted these roles for his own glory and for his own purposes. So that's how we, we got started talking about uh, and we it felt like the people we asked kind of illustrated some of these aspects of our roles, that the roles are not just culturally um, culturally defined and culturally created. They're not cultural constructs. Right. 
that they are actually God biblical constructs. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when I think back on our on our guests we've had on since summer. Um, since we ended, well, we even had some on the thinking one as well, but that we mainly did a lot of guests for this mm-hmm. particular topic. When I look back on who we had, we thought about those intentionally, and these are people we've done life with, we know well. Right. Um, even one of them was not in our church particularly, but um, the pastor, Matt, yeah. um, whom we had on to talk he's about the role pastor of the pastor. Yeah. yeah, but we've done a lot with him and engaged with him. Yeah, and we have. He's, he's spoken at P4C. Yeah, and, and some of our listeners may remember him. So I, all that to say is, is these are not people we just flippantly had on. Right. We intentionally had them on because we felt like these were things that were graces that were evident in their life. You know, exactly. the things that yeah. we laid out biblically, and then we wanted to just talk about it and hash it out. These people live it. Now, are they perfect? No, but they live it. But they take the role seriously. Absolutely. Yes. So as we, we transition to wrap up today, because that's what we're doing. Right. We're wrapping up the roles. I like how that works, don't you? <laughs> um, anyway, if, as we wrap things up, what, what, what should we be thinking as we kind of culminate all the guests, all the things that we've said? What should we be thinking? Funny that I should say that. How should we be thinking as we move forward? Well, I think we should be thinking about, first of all, how our roles challenge us. And I think we live in a I mean, day. hopefully you were challenged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hopefully so far you have been. We want to we do a little bit of, um, a little bit of uh, expansion on that. Because we live in a day when, when we're challenged, we um, – Tend, and I'm speaking of humans in general. We, right. we tend to fold. You, know, when you, when you, you just gave fold. an illustration of that we were talking before we came on about a, a, a college athlete who oh, okay. lost the ball game. One on college yeah, yeah. athlete, big dog, and when it was all over, all he wanted to do was go home and color and be with his dog, cuddle with his dog, and, yeah. and watch a show. Yeah, whatever. I mean, to me, that's sort of. And, and I guess we've all had times when we just things went bad. You just you just want to go chill, but then maybe that's what he meant. But I think what we see in our society, in our culture, is this tendency to, once something really challenges us, this is something we really like to do, and we, we the challenge means nothing to us, but when something challenges us and something that is a challenge to us, that we just maybe fold. Right. And I think if we're the people of God, we don't want that to be the case. We need to realize the roles that God has given us to play as the people of God will challenge us. There are challenges facing us. So we can't be weak. We must accept the challenge. We must step up to the task, if you will. Step in, lean in. This yeah. is what we must do. Yeah. And there are a couple of challenges, uh, two general challenges, and these are not new. I, I quoted the old uh, hymn when we were talking about it coming in. Uh, uh, he said, and just as I am, fightings within, fears without. Mm. You know, the challenges from within, challenges from without. Uh, there's the challenge of indwelling sin. We <clears> all <throat> deal and fight the battle against sin. Paul said, when I would do good, evil is present with me. That is true for all of us, and it's true for us in the roles that God's given us, whether it's husband, father, church member, uh, parent, um, pastor. When you would do good, evil is always present with you. So we all have to deal with indwelling sin, and we have to be willing to confess and forsake and confess and forsake and begin again because we fall short. And uh, uh, I I think if we go into our roles with sort of a self-help, we can do this, read a few good books, and I can I can handle this, and we're going to talk a little bit more about our weakness later. But I think we have to realize, we have to, I remember uh, someone saying that I heard years ago, so we've got to be willing to begin again and uh, fight the fight till the end. Um, if, if someone as spiritual 
as I don't like to use the word because it's overused, iconic as Paul the Apostle yeah. uh, said that you know that he failed, that he struggled when he would do good, evil was present with him. Uh, you know what I would do, I don't do, and what I don't want to do, right. I wind up doing. If he would say that, then who are we to say we're not going to fight with indwelling sin? We have the remnants. We don't have a sinful nature in full. I don't. I think it's wrong to say we have two natures, one really strong. Evil nature, one really strong good nature. No, we're new men in Christ. But the remnants of that old nature is kind of hanging around in the old habits, and we're working to overcome those. You talked about indwelling sin, and I think the next one coming, not to steal the thunder, you talk about incoming challenges. Yeah, this, when we talk about challenges, some of them are coming from at us from without. I mean, there's the things we talk about, like media and advertisements right. and all that. I mean, we talk about those all the time, and I don't know that we ever ever need to stop talking about those. But no, I, but you know, I think I think indwelling sin is really the main one because income the income and challenges. While you must recognize them, it's the indwelling sin that makes those income and challenges difficult. You know, I, I yes, it is. It, we That's need to true. deal with our sinfulness. You know, now I'm a big talker, if you will, about how I wish social media didn't exist. <laughs> and that's just me personally. Sometimes yeah. I wish my cell phone didn't exist. We can't help that. We're in a society where technology has been developed and it is what it is. It's kind of like saying, you know, I wish the car had never come. Eh, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. You can't go back. So I think it, we have to realize that our indwelling sin is really the challenge. Right. It's we, really the problem. We have met the enemy, and it is us. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I, I think even those incoming challenges have to be weighed into the balance of what our sinfulness is or what what our problem yeah. is. But I, I want to say that there, as we're doing it, though, there, there's going to be choices to make about these incoming possible. Some of them aren't evil in themselves. Right. I mean – I see people who want their kids to excel in sports. They, right. they they just kind of vicariously live their their sports dreams out to their kids, and they've got to be at every sporting thing. Right. That's just one thing. It can be any number of other things. That uh, I mean, it can be anything from ballet to sports to you know if if we have to prioritize and one of the challenges. For us in fulfilling our roles as pastors, as church members, you remember what Alex said. He mm. said, he "Which was a guest." We decided. You know, if people here. don't understand that. That was one of our guests. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, Alex was. was yeah. uh, uh, we we interviewed him and under uh, about the role of the church member. And Alex Abbott said this, which I thought was significant. He said, "We had to decide that in the list of things to do, that the things at church were first. Mm. They were going to get the priority. They were going to get the first uh, they're, they're not if you be don't last. decide it, it will decide for you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I said to him, "Well, I got a feeling a lot of that was because you made that decision as leader of the home. But whoever, what, whether you're a single parent or whatever the case is, you're gonna have to decide. Uh, all these things coming at you, and they look good, and they aren't bad in them. So some of them look good, you know. But what's priority? What is priority for the kingdom of God? And sometimes it's not always like a." A moment where you go, okay, not doing this anymore. Sometimes it just happens because of the As priorities. You yeah. I remember talking with uh, a friend of ours we both know at church, and he was—he's a single young fellow, and he kind of made that comment. He's like, "I've just noticed as I've gotten older and grown in my faith, I just don't have time for even good things that I enjoy." Yeah, he's yeah. like, "It's not that they're bad, I just, and not that I still don't do them. I just don't have time to do them as much because yeah, 
I'm fulfilling what God has called me to do, you know? You know, I like golf. Right. I'm not a good golfer. Uh, I don't play enough to be a good golfer. But I tell people, and this is an illustration with you in the middle of it, but uh, just before you were born, I was playing a couple times a week. I was getting my score down. And uh, not incredibly down, but I was playing okay. It's better than growing up. Scratch golf, you know. (laughs) And suddenly, you were born. And I didn't say, oh, now that Daniel's born, I'm not going to play golf anymore. Right. In fact, I did play some, but very little. But what happened was the requirements of fatherhood took over. You know, so those are the kind of things that happen. You're right. They happen almost de facto. Um, and if they're not happening in some form or some way, and it would be different for everyone, but for some form or some way, I think it's time to then evaluate yeah. Where you're Let's at. go back to the thinking thing. thing right. Think it through. Yeah. yeah. You know, you talk about the challenges. Um, is, I don't think this is a one-size-fit-all because we all have different interests and likes and dislikes. So I think our indwelling sin comes to bear upon all of those things. And we have to work through those by the help of God's Spirit and, and the truth of His Word. And the church can help us there. Yeah. yeah. Other people yeah. Um, working and being accountable and, and, and talking through those with wise people. Yeah, so, yeah just a, I give an illustration. I had a fellow come to me yeah. in, uh, last Lord's Day and uh, said he just would like an older fellow speaking into his life. And so we're going to get together. And now the truth is he'll speak into my life too. But what that illustrates is here's a man's thinking. and. and I've got some challenges coming in the years ahead. I want someone who's been down the road a little farther than me, you know, can give me that perspective. That's the kind of thing, whatever the role is we're, we're in, that we can use. We can use the help of the people of God. So we've got challenges. What else? Well, we need to talk about how our roles change us. Um, or at least should be. Well, they will change. That's that's my point. That's our point, I think, is that they'll change us for better or for worse. Uh, I don't think <clears> – I <throat> heard a guy say – people may recognize the quote from a, a motivational, Christian motivational speaker. He said, you're the same person five years from now that you will be – you're the same person you will be five years from now except for the people you meet in the books you read. Right. And ten years from now and so forth. I think that's true. But I think you could put to that, no, you don't stay the same. You go backwards. You regress. If you don't progress, progress. If you don't go forward, you regress. And I think that's true in the roles we play, whether it's father, husband, mother, wife, uh, pastor role, church member, whatever the role may be, employee, whatever, that we're, we're going to change, either for the better or for worse. We're going to improve or we're going to get worse. And So I think we're not going to remain the same. doesn't – We'll be still remain us. We'll just be a worse version of us if we don't positively move forward with the help of the Lord. You know, it's interesting. You watch a a race, especially like a marathon, and everybody starts out pretty strong. Yeah, but you get about halfway through. Well, even more, less than halfway through, and you start seeing people break yeah. off. Some it's people not what are, I thought. Not yeah. moving forward, right? But they're moving forward, but they're not moving forward very fast. Yep, not as fast as they're the rest falling of them. behind yeah. the rest of the group. And then, obviously, only one person wins, and which is a very biblical concept with the concept of running the race. So, I, I think our if if we're talking about what changes us, then what 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 are those things? Well, one of the things that changes us is our response. Uh, we're changed by our response to challenges. Uh, we've used that word three times now. But we are changed by the way we respond to challenges. Why do people run from biblical roles? I don't mm. know if you thought about that. As I was well, thinking through question. these, 
Why do people run from biblical roles? Why does society and culture run from biblical roles? But not just that, but even in the church, we have people who run in from the role. They're wanting to morph it so that it fits more of what they think is the right way. Well, I think it's part of our brokenness and our sin that we talked about yeah. in dwelling yeah. sin. But I do think people don't like things when it gets hard. Yeah. And, and any, any time over any culture, I think that's probably been true. That people run from things because it's too difficult. I do think in our current Western culture, things are pretty easy. And so when it's hard, they don't want to do it. Yeah. And being a father, being a husband, being a church member, right? being a mother, being all a the ones that we leader. talked about, yeah. being a pastor. Okay, let's talk about one. Being a pastor. It's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. It's work. There are times my wife goes, I am so tired of doing the right thing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, why isn't I'm the one that has to do the right thing? Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, and I think both spouses can think that way. You know, a, a, a wife and a husband can both think, seems like I'm always the one that's having to do the good. Oh, yeah, she wasn't even it, saying that in regards to our relationship. She was saying that in regards to just church and involved and working with people. It just no, seems like – No, I'm moving yeah. it into that. I understand that. Uh, I think that um, – and when – as, as people of God, we got to realize that the roles, the God-given, defined, required roles, sanctified roles that God has given us from His Word, that we are to f- fit in, that we are to function within, are going to bring challenges. And those challenges will change us for the better or for the worse. How we respond to those challenges matter. That <clears throat> we can't just say, I, I quit. You know, and but people do. Men just leave their families. Right. Wives leave their families. So I, um, I, I want to challenge myself and our listeners that the challenges that come are for our good and for our change, and so that will change for the better. Why did Paul write letters and say in those letters, "Husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church," and do not be and do not be bitter against them? Why? Because we tend to be bitter or resentful for our wives. Paul wouldn't say that if the tendency for men is to be, it wasn't to be um, resentful. Don't be resentful. Don't be bitter. Yeah, why, would he, why would he say, forsake not the assembly of yourselves? Well, we don't know if he said that because it's in Hebrews. But forsake not right. the assembly of yourselves. Why, why is the author there saying that? Because the tendency is to slough off. To not do it. Yep. That's a tendency. So that's a challenge. The other challenge is this. And I want to bring Paul in here in Philippians chapter 4. Yeah, we've been talking about him a lot, so we might as well keep talking about him. Yeah, but uh, the other thing is we're changed by our response to Christ. Now, this is the issue, I think. It's not just our response to challenges and the tough stuff. It's really our response to Christ. It's, It's good that we think about this, that the challenges that we face in our roles and the changes that come in our roles are all about our response to Christ and his work in our lives. Interestingly, one of the most quoted passages in the Bible, and particularly in the New Testament, is Paul in, is it 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who yep. strengthens me. Which is probably one of the most misused I passages. think so, because people, it's almost like, you know, I can leap tall buildings in a single mm. bound. Uh, Olympians have outrun them. You know, done whatever, wrote it on their feet or whatever. It was something where they can see yeah, it, yeah. I, but the context is 
that Paul was talking about his need for Philippians to help him, that they, how they had helped him, but how he had learned to do without and, and to have, to have plenty and right. have little. And now to be based and how to bound. Yeah, yeah, and everywhere in all things, I am instructed, interesting word, both to receive and to get to, to not receive. Everything and all things is that I have learned in whatever condition or state I am therewith to be content. I am instructed. I have learned. That's that's a very interesting use of terms. That means Paul went to school in the school of contentment. And Paul saw his response in the situations where he had stuff, money. He was surrounded by stuff. And times when he was surrounded by nothing and had almost nothing and was wondering where the next thing was coming from, he saw those as the learning school of contentment, Christ's school of contentment. Mm. Now, our roles are opportunities to be involved in and to learn in Christ's school of contentment and change. Paul changed. Paul changed from being less content to more content to trusting Christ more. And I I would say whatever your role, whether you're a single, single church member, whether you're a husband, father, mother, wife, pastor, church member, whatever these these different roles are talking, there are others, um, uh, an employee, an in-law, you know, we could expand this. Yeah, we could only go so yeah. long. <laughs> okay. Our roles are going to change us. Right. How are they going to change you? Your response is not just to the challenges that will change you, but to Christ who's in the business of changing us. So, yeah. 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 So, we're talking about challenges we've talked about that would changes us but how do we how do we how do we kind of put that all together well then we talk about finally how our roles complete us if you look at the terminology which, which is huge because if it's <clears throat> created by god then we need to think about this issue of completion right um the um one of the words Micah referred to this in his breakout. He used this At word. P for C. Yeah, P yeah. for C. Uh, it it gets referred to a good bit. The word gets used a lot. Uh, different forms of it used a lot in New Testament. Teleo, telos. Um, different forms that are used. It's the word for. It's it is a word for perfection. It's a word for maturity, completion, fruit, completely ripe, ripe, um, completion. God is bringing us, Christ is bringing us to maturity. So whatever our role is in, that's part of his maturing process and completion process for us. Uh, that <clears throat> Paul talked about in Second um, Timothy 3, 1 through 7. I don't have it in front of me. But um, he talks about all that's going on and how things will get worse and worse. And he talks about a people, a kind of people who will, are ever learning but never coming to a knowledge of the truth. Now let's flip that and say, is that the kind of person I want to be? Is that the kind of parent? Is that the kind of spouse? Is that the kind of church member? Is that the kind of pastor? Is that the kind of employer or in-law that I want to be? I'm always learning, always hearing stuff, but never coming to a knowledge of the truth, never kind of fulfilling fulfill my role in a biblical way, never growing in my role, whatever that role may be. So what you're saying is is if I'm going to be mature, then I need to or 
complete, then I must be different than I was yesterday or yeah. five days ago or a year ago. And that and your role has much to say about that. The, the couple of things to consider here. One is the practical human calling of our roles. Just the that's the human aspect. So more of the responsibility. Yeah. The responsibility uh, that we have. Yeah. It, it, um, I mean, if if we're not even talking biblically, and that's hard for us to step out of, but it, just practically speaking, don't we want to be a more complete person, a more complete father, a more complete mother, a more complete pastor? You know, I, I was a pastor for 14 years. I was an assistant for three. Uh, one of the things I found is that I tended to – emphasize the things I was strong in while avoiding the things, more avoiding the things that I was not good at or didn't like. And that illustrates how we tend to gravitate toward what we like and what we feel like we're strong in. But I mean, that's true in life. Yes, I mean, it is. We, we want to do that because then we're good at it, right? Yeah. I was, I was reading, and if we want to take this practical human element and go back, I was reading Spurgeon to my wife, was it last night or night before, morning and evening, and... He talked about our strength, our weakness, God's strength being made perfect in weakness, and uh, how that God doesn't want us to come to Him with our self-sufficiency. God's not, God is not glorified by our self-sufficiency, by our abilities. It, all of us, if we are honest, or if we are honest with ourselves and with God, know that we're weak. And we come to God with our weakness because we want Him to be made strong in our weaknesses, and uh, and God is. His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. So there's this practical aspect of the ebb and flow of the growth of our roles. So what you're saying is is that as we are in our roles, they are sanctifying us and making us more like Christ. Yes, that's that's what should be happening for sure. So so basically as I'm getting up in the morning as a father, or I'm going in to be the pastor to my people. Yeah. Mom, dad, single person, member, church member. I go in on Sunday and I engage my small group, whatever. You you find it. You put it there. You're saying that in those moments, as we're doing it, we are practically being made complete. Yeah, as we walk through the ebb and flow of of the different roles we we play, yeah. Which is a process. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, which then should encourage us to know that God is working and is faithful. And what you said kind of steps on the next um, sub-point, and that is the personal holy contentment in our roles. The wor- the, we, we've alluded to this and kind of come to this point now. There is to be a, ho- a sanctification that you mentioned, a holiness that develops in us, and part of that holiness is this contentment that we have in the roles God has given us. Um, Sanctification happens, as you said, as we fulfill the roles in the roles we play. And the more biblical our response to our roles and the responsibilities, the more contentment we find in them. So it's not the contentment doesn't come as, as just a feeling out of nowhere, oh, man, I'm all about being fulfilled as a father and husband. Right. It actually comes as we respond and act responsibly in the role God's given us. So – would you say that we're struggling in any of these roles or whatever God has us in because we are not content? Would you say we're we're struggling in these roles because we're not content? Yes, I think contentment is is probably the most difficult thing to to uh, master. 
to own, <laughs> yeah. to you know, to have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been married forty three and a half years. I was having a conversation with my wife not too long ago, and I told her, "We, I think we were driving along the car." And I said, "You know." That a woman would give herself to me alone, nobody else. That she would love me and stay with me through thick and thin for 43 years. I said, I'm flabbergasted that a woman would do that. Now, that's the, now that's at my best. You know, I don't, right. I don't always think that way. I think, well, right. why don't you do this? But, but seriously, that's, that's the way I want to think. And that's the way we ought to think about whatever our role is. I, I, <clears throat> we're... Um, um, or so there's always something to be discontent about. Well, I also think, and I know some people like this. I also think we're looking for the the bigger and the better. Yep. We it's got to be exciting. It's got to be adventurous. Yep. I'm telling you, life is not always exciting, and it's not always adventurous. No, it's, sometimes it's, it's just fun, mundane. It's enjoyable. There are, there are ups and downs, and there's some highs that are really yeah. enjoyable. But. I, I th- getting up in the morning and just doing what you do every day yeah. is not what I call adventurous. Yeah, when now, I roll out of bed and my joints hurt. My children hurt. make it yeah, adventurous. And I can hardly, <laughs> I can hardly make myself go. But I've known people and had this discussion that are not okay with that. No, no, man, I, I just want to be exciting every day. And I'm like, well, good luck. How about if it's just mundane every day? Yeah. You know, what? I, years ago, I remember you quoting someone that you had heard talking about the, the um, – the, the value of, the glory of the mundane. So um, as we live these roles out according to the will of God and take what he sends us and ask for his grace, we are becoming more and more complete in Christ. Mm. Well, I mean, I think all we can do to put a bow on this is go do it. Yeah, Lord, help us. Lord, help us help go do it. church to yeah. fulfill its roles. And if, if you haven't heard any of the interviews with the people that we've had on, I encourage you to go back and listen because I feel like that's where you hear people fleshing out what we've just talked just about. Just regular people yeah. seeking to fulfill their roles. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been good. And we're looking forward to the holiday season coming up and talking about and doing the specials that we always do each year in regards to Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. So look forward to you joining us yep. on that journey as we enjoy the holiday season. But thank you for joining on this, and we look forward to talking with you next week. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram to search for Vision for Living or on Twitter, at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.